0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Because I do. Let's get it going. Yeah. I woke up in the morning, I looked over at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop out of bed, turn my swagger on the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on DraftKings, betting money on the Queens. Know
0: the LA team, know where the sparks glass And I'm on the chill king, putting on for the scene. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. Yeah. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub but the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub But the
1: Women's What's up guys? Welcome into episode five of the Women in Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Coley Marshall. And alongside me today is Jackie Jamelis from the Washington Mystics. Jackie, this has been a long time coming. Thank you for finally sitting down to talk to me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: How's your nails looking since you just got them done?
0: Well, my toes look phenomenal. I'm going um, to Mexico tomorrow, so I had to make sure they were on point, mm-hmm. but they're looking mighty good.
1: Good thing this is not a recorded video podcast, so the creepy men will be like, "Oh my God, I gotta check this out
0: Oh, yeah, true. I have gotten some weird messages about feet, and I'm just, you know it's not my thing at all.
1: Well, since we're already here, uh that's actually one of my questions. What's the weirdest dm you've ever received
0: no, weirdest I- Honestly, when I get those creepy feet uh, DMs, like, that creeps me out. I, I just, it's just weird, and it's not my thing at all, and I don't know, just, yeah, there's some weirdos out there, you know, especially, like, I'll just, like, click on their profile, and they've got some just creepy nick- half-naked pictures, and it's just, like, you know, have, what's have no room DMing
1: you in the first place?
0: Yeah, none at all. Like, I don't even know how our profiles cross paths. <laughs>
1: the, like, best WNBA player feet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would be probably more on the lower side, but that's good.
1: What's the most anyone's ever, like, said they would pay you?
0: Um. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I – this past summer, like, when my following went up on Instagram, I feel like the, the bigger the following, the more creeps you get – um, but it, yeah, it was like over the summer. I don't, I don't remember, but it was just some weird feet fetish people. They were hitting me up.
1: You literally could just Google someone else's feet. You know that, right?
0: Yeah. Like, what's what's the just point? Steal their money.
1: Just steal their money.
0: Yeah, just do it that way instead of just like being a creep and trying to have a conversation. But maybe they need the intimacy of it and just like they want <laughs> the their first, intimacy, you of know. It. The personal like video from so-and-so, their feet. I don't like, know. please,
1: please record and give me a thumbs up so I know it's you.
0: Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I'm good. I'm so good.
1: So, Jackie, you've torn your ACL five different times. And Correct. my favorite thing about you that I've read was that you're very optimistic. And I want to know how you stayed so mentally tough through the whole process.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's flip gears here. It's a little creepy,
1: creepy to serious. serious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So I tore my ACL five times um, in my college span. So my first one was the last game of my senior year in high school. And then consecutively after that um, for the next four years. So I didn't play a majority of my college career. I played in 57 games and I was there for six years. Uh, only one full season I got out of that whole experience. But I think for me, the reason why I was able to pull myself out of that was my childhood. I had an amazing childhood. Um, Two parents that were very involved with me and my sister. And um, they always had us in sports when we were really young. And her and I are 15 months apart. So we're super close in age. We've always been really competitive. Um, Our main sports were soccer and basketball. And then when the time came, we had to choose. I chose basketball. My sister took a different route. She played, she played basketball in high school, but she went on to be a doctor. So she really got the brains of, of the family. Um, shout out to her. Happy for her. Congrats um, on the brain. Yeah. I know. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, all the time and dedication that my parents put into me and my sister, they worked multiple jobs to be able to give us everything that we wanted um, sacrificed a lot and my whole childhood is based around driving from gym to gym in California or taking flights to nationals across the United States and just having all those experiences that basketball was able to give me mm-hmm. was really why passion at such a young age. Um, and then just wanting to make it you know I, I started this dream I had this dream in 1996 to play in the WNBA when the WNBA started.
1: That was when I was born.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that just shows you how old I am. Cool. Uh, you just yell at your mom. Yeah, yeah. Let's. You know, this is just not adding up well for me. This looks really bad. <laughs> but fast forward. Let's like. Yeah, I'm not going to go back down that road. Um, we yeah. So 1996, the Sacramento Monarchs down the street from where I grew up. Um, amazing team amazing atmosphere culture that they created there that's when my dream of being in the WNBA started and I felt like no matter what was going to be in my way the five ACL tears I still wanted to make that dream happen and I wasn't gonna let anything stop me from doing it
1: how how did you get through all those recoveries and be like I'm still gonna do this because I feel like not many people would have been like all right after the fifth time
0: you know I'll give it another shot yeah I know um I feel like every time I had that period where maybe I was uh, having doubts or thinking, maybe this isn't for me. Um, And especially when I was having a lot of doctors and physical therapists and people in my life that were telling me that I should stop playing and that I need to start thinking about other things. Um, So I was discouraged at times, but I think that there was always something that kept me coming back and coming back for more. And that was, First of all being at USC the family atmosphere uh, the amazing coaching staff I had the great support system that was around me I was able to overcome it because I had that great supporting you know staff around me and they were always encouraging me I had all the resources to come back I had great physical therapists great doctors great training room great facilities everything was set up for me to succeed um So I always felt confident in in coming back. And then after my fifth tear, I was really broken and didn't think that I would be able to do it. But then I was drafted. Minnesota drafted me third round, 31st pick, and I didn't expect to be drafted. So when I got drafted and they knew that I wasn't going to play that summer because I had just got injured, but they were going to retain my rights for the following year. I was like, okay, fuck this. It's game time. I'm going. Like I this is what I held on to was the fact that I had something to work for and work toward. So I'm gonna get back in the training room. I'm gonna do this whole rehab again and I'm gonna start over and I'm gonna try and make this team the following year.
1: And then you got signed by the Chicago Sky in 2015. So you made it back again. You've come through so much adversity, it's just incredible and remarkable.
0: Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean it was. This is a long road, a lot of ups and downs. I got cut from a lot of different WNBA teams, but like you said, in 2015, the um, Chicago Sky picked me up, and Pokey Chapman at the time, who was the head coach, she had a lot of faith in me, and she believed in me, and I think that that's, that doesn't come, you know very often, especially in the professional league. Um, so when you have a coach that really believes in you and thinks that you can do it, it kind of changes everything.
1: And then you got to spend a summer in the greatest summer city of all time.
0: No. Yeah. Seriously. I always say it's my second fate. If I had to live outside of California, I would choose Chicago. But then people are like, well, have you lived there in the winter? Like how can you. Oh, suck it that? up. Suck it yeah. Up. But I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I know. I don't know. I've never been there in the winter, but the summertime. Amazing. I heard of a yeah. But I'm. it's like, it's real cold there. It's like snowing and yeah I'm California girl you got sunshine out here so I go to
1: DePaul and like literally everyone is either from the Chicagoland area or California
0: yeah what, I'm sure we have the same opinion on like weather and stuff like they probably struggle
1: I actually have never asked
0: yeah I'm sure they do like <laughs> I'm just gonna go with I'm sure they do
1: <laughs> so the funny thing is how I found out who you were was the Can I get Sun tweeted out that it was like a forgot the number of days, but it was five years essentially since your last bucket in the WNBA. Yeah. So I want to know what was a more emotional moment for you scoring that bucket or going up against Diana Taurasi, your hero?
0: Oh my God. Easily going up against DT because I didn't know scoring that bucket was like, oh, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Like I didn't know. I think it's cool that after five years being out of the league, I was able to return and get back into it. I love that aspect of it. I think that great point made by the Connecticut Sun for doing your homework and and figuring that out. It's amazing. Um, But more so, like, more importantly, going up against DT was, like, the most monumental time in my career. Um, A moment I'll never forget. I have a clothing line, and I actually made a picture of me like it's it's the pic it's like the main picture that I have of her and it's her shooting me contesting and she moneyed that shot right in my face but I could care less. I still like that's gold for me.
1: Did she have that like you know like everyone says Michael Jordan had that aura around them. Did she have that for you when you met her? Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. She's just just the fact that I was able to just walk around her and rock, walk, walk by her and casually have conversations with her in that bubble all summer. I'm like, I was a little kid in a candy shop, you know, and I don't think, I don't even think that there's any other WBA players that have like a real um, like starstruck kind of like feeling with someone. I don't know if there is or not, but for me, it was DT and Sue Bird and Megan Rapino. you know, we had some pretty cool people inside the bubble um, but, yeah, I mean, DT has that, like, like you said, halo kind of thing.
1: And the funny thing is it's it's also sad that not many, like, girls these days have, like, someone they've looked up to for so long like that.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, for me, that's what it's all about. I, I've looked up to Diana since I was a little girl. And you know, she was also from California. Um, so maybe that had something to do with me being drawn to her. And then obviously just, you know, casually being the best player in the world and the country and being at UConn and winning all those national championships. But like, yeah, I don't know if people and if they do, if girls, if they do have some like, I don't know, idol-ship in the in the league, they don't show it. They don't express it. But I'm just like, I, I love it. I can't hold it back.
1: You're like, that's my I goat. Feel- and I don't even care who hears it.
0: No, not at all. You know, even like I was, I had put on my Twitter or on my Instagram story. Um, Super. I didn't have my my bike. Someone took my bike in the bubble, and the wobble. You Sue mean? Was like
1: the yeah, wobble. I don't
0: know in the wobble yet. And Sue was like, "Oh, Jack," she said, "Jack too, like nickname, not Jackie, Jack."
1: She like, and yeah.
0: I was, yeah, I was like, "Hey, that's me," you know. And she was like, "Hey, Jack, you can take my bike if you want." And I just started sweating and I was just like, okay, like, are you sure? And she was so nice and so cool. And I was just like, dang, like Sue Bird just lent me her bike. You know, like that's a big deal. And I just remember I was on my bike and I was recording myself and I was just like telling the world that I that Sue gave me her bike and I was so pumped. And I feel like people probably in the WNBA, my, they were probably looking at me like, she's nuts. Like. <laughs> you know, what is her problem? She's so starstruck over people she's in the league with. I don't care.
1: So I, I'm glad you brought up Suber because now I can tell you an embarrassing story about me.
0: Oh, good. You get to know me yes. now.
1: So you know how the NBA All-Star Game was in Chicago last year? Yes. So Team USA, the women's national team, was at DePaul's campus practicing at uh, Phillips McGrath Arena. And mm-hmm. I was coming back from the gym. Sue Bird walks out. She go. we walk, she walks right past me in my head. I go, who is that? And I know she's famous. She's famous. I keep going to the corner. I keep walking. I'm like USA roster. What is, who is this? Who is this? Yeah. I, I scroll and scroll. I go, it's not Diane. I know what Diane looks like. Yeah. Sue Bird. I go, you gotta be kidding me.
0: Yeah. That was I'm like, true. I could
1: have, could have shot my shot. and like, Hey, yeah. I had this podcast. You want to like, come on. But no, now I'll never see her again.
0: Like, hey, what's up? I'm Colby. Can I have a picture? Like.
1: But I did it didn't click in my head who it was. So I I would I would be the last person to be like, I know you're uh, famous, but uh can't find your name at the moment. So can we take a (laughs) quick pick?
0: Yeah, I mean there's other ways to get around it. Like, hey, can I get a pick with you?
1: It's like, hey, is Kelsey on the bus?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That would have been worse. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, but she's cool. She, I mean, for sure, she would have been like, "Yeah, I'll take a pic with you." She's so dope.
1: I'm just glad I'm taller than her. That was all.
0: Oh, are you? Yeah. See. I, oh, are I, you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. I've never seen you in person, so I don't even know.
1: Well, you follow me on Instagram. So the funny thing is, my friends are all tall, so yeah. I look really short. So like, people assume I'm like five eight or like five seven. So
0: you, what are you? Six foot.
1: I'm five eleven.
0: Five eleven, yeah. With a I six mean,
1: six one wingspan, so I can almost just scratch my tell knees.
0: you're six foot. Huh? Why don't you just tell people you're six foot? Because I'm probably I'm five ten. Because I'm. <laughs> yeah, you're probably five ten. Saying you're five eleven. I got you. That's okay.
1: So did Diana at all talk shit to you?
0: Um, I I don't think there's a time she's not talking shit. To be honest. Good. Um, she is the ultimate shit talker. Um, but like, she's funny. She's a character. Like what kind of
1: what kind of trash talk does she have? Like what's her style?
0: Um, very sarcastic, very mean, just kind of like I don't want to call her a bully because that could be taken in the wrong context, but like she can dog you and oh for an example, I don't I mean they put this all over Twitter and social media. Um, but like the ref made a terrible call. And oh he,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, she was like, "Oh, I'll see. We'll talk about it in the lobby." lobby. (laughs) Yeah, and who thinks of that? You know, who? Who's like? It was just so funny, and that's you just look at her and she's serious, but it's funny. She says funny shit. Um, And when we were playing, when we were playing Phoenix in one of our games, um, you know, Coach T on the our my coach, Coach T, T bo and his son Eric, they're on staff together. And they've been around, coach T has been around for years in the league, years and years and years. So Diana and them have a somewhat of a relationship. I don't think they've ever played together, but she just turned around at the bench and she was just like, Eric said something like brick or something like that. And she was like in that ass and like, just turned around and like, you know, just, she doesn't care. She does not care. She's so smooth. Oh, she's the shot's so slick. Yeah, she is the smoothest. I'm like I'm in awe every time I watch her play because she's she's older now, but she yeah. still kills.
1: She every time she takes a jump shot, I'm like, I'm like in her head, she's probably just going, Oh, that's money.
0: Oh yeah, that's just money. like just like Steph Curry, you know, it's like I mean that's what I think about that's what I think about the epitome of just like when you shoot the ball, you know it's going in. But I'm sure she's got that same mindset. you mentioned
1: that shirt of you two did you send her one
0: no I didn't send her one um I mean I would in a heartbeat but we're not we're not that cool like we're cool but we're not that cool where I can just be like hey send me your address I'm going to send you this t-shirt um it's more just surface level like when I see her when we see each other we just chit chat you know
1: you're like, yeah, I call her Mrs. Tarasi when I see her. We're not that cool yet. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: yeah, I try and be on my best behavior. It's real. You
1: were the number one recruit coming out of high school. And I'm curious to know, what are your thoughts on how you never see coverage of girls committing to their colleges? Like, like uh, Paige <laughs> Beckers was the number one recruit this past year. And I had to Google when or where she committed to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... So I don't know how the dynamic has changed from when I was in high school until now. Um, Now, or like when I was in high school, because I was 15 when I committed to UConn, I think it it was such big news. And I was the number one player in my class that year. So it was like, it was announced. It was highly announced. um, Just like that I can verbally committed to UConn. But I also think that, making a verbal commitment back then. Um, it was more, it had more of a, uh, like a bang kind of thing, because now a lot of people can make a verbal commitment, but they don't actually, you know, it's, it doesn't mean anything until you put it on paper. Hence, like, clearly it didn't mean anything, you know, in my case until I put it on paper because I ended up not going, I made that verbal commitment, but backed out before officially signing the paper. Um, but yeah, so back then, I think maybe it was more of a bigger deal, like making the announcement. Um, now, you know, I don't honestly, I don't even really know how it is. If, it, if it's not a big thing, um, I think it's probably a bigger thing once they sign the paper, because there's a, things have just changed from then until now. Even just the fact that people can transfer so much more easy now. Like you back when I played, you never no one really ever transferred. It was very rare for transfers to happen but now they happen all the time.
1: And also you don't see ever girls tweeting out like, Oh, just got an offer here, blah, blah, blah. But you see every dude go first, first D one offer. Second D one offer
0: third. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Um, I don't know why it's like that. I don't know why the dynamic is different between men and women when it comes to that. But um, I probably with women, it comes more subtle and you know, the, the women follow the rules of like when coaches can actually call you and when things can happen, um, according to the NCAA and it's just probably more structured and, and just not as like free, like the guys.
1: Do you think it's at all, like plays a part of like how women have to be professional at all times?
0: Yeah, that for sure plays a role into it. I'm sure. Um, and like, I don't know, I don't know, depends on who you are, but not a lot of women. I mean, I can't see a lot of people being like, oh, here's my first offer. Oh, here's my second offer, third, fourth, fifth. You know, I don't know. I don't see that so much. I'm sure that I'm sure it's out there for sure. It's out there. Um, but I think it's more so about what are what are my top five schools? Here are my top. Yeah, five that's schools. that's better. Yeah. And here's where I'm going to go on my official visits. And now I've narrowed it down to two, and now here's where I chose to go it's more It's more about that process versus like everything else in between.
1: So I read that Gino Ariyama left you a very rude voicemail.
0: Oh my God, you're bringing up some juicy memories. See, I
1: told you I really know you
0: <laughs> yeah you do
1: <laughs> what what happened? please tell the class
0: yeah, um so Gino um obviously. He's not used to people saying no, or used to people making a verbal commitment and then not going and then not, you know, making that happen. Um, for me, it was a situation. I was 15 years old. I was really young. Um, he called me when he was on a boat with Subar, Diana Taurasi and Swin Cash and was just like, Hey, we're all on a yacht. Like, you know, I was, it was not, not that I was pressured into it, but I was just, I was 15. I, I was like a kid in a candy shop. I was talking to Gino and, and Diana Trost, my favorite player of all time. Like, how am I going to say no? Yeah. I'm going to verbal commit to you. Yeah. I'm going to make this commitment to going to Yukon. I'm the number one player in the country. You're the number one, uh, you know, program in the country. This makes it's kind sense. kind of like harassment. <laughs> no, it wasn't harassment. It was just like,
1: it's my you know, games.
0: It's like, yeah, kind of more so mind games. Like, of course I'm not, of course I'm going to say yeah to you. I, I'm 15 years old. This is everything for me. Mm-hmm. So when I made that decision, I made it, um, you know, probably with emotion and just, I didn't even think about the reality of things in like real life. So then I got a little bit closer to the time of signing and leaving. And I just made, I just realized I wanted to stay closer to home and be closer to my family. So I wanted to stay in California. Um. Long story short, that didn't go well with Gino. Um. He called me, left me a voicemail. Like it cut out. The time cut out, so he had to call back and leave me a second voicemail. It's um, such so like an older
1: man issue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things that were said in the voicemail was, um, "You'll never be the player Diana was. You're a selfish individual. Um, you better pray that whatever." whatever team you go to never has to play the university of connecticut click that was like the last thing you said um but it was just a lot of like literally
1: imagine talking crap to a teenager and you're that old. yeah
0: yeah 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 i know i look back on it now and i'm just like damn like but you know that's his life his life is dealing with teenagers like it's you know so creepy
1: right?
0: yeah it, it, it is but like that these teenagers have made him the most successful famous coach, you know? Um, but yeah, so he just talked a lot of shit to me. And was just like comparing a lot of people were comparing me to Diana at the time. Um, so a lot of Diana comparisons and contrasts, like um, she would have never done this That uh, she was from California. She came here, you know, just like very mean, and I look back on it and I'm like, dang, this guy, that was, that was messed up, you know? Um, but I, when I saw him, um, when I was playing for the Connecticut Sun, I saw him at a, no, I was playing for the Chicago Sky and we were playing in Connecticut. He was there at the game on the sideline and we did meet face to face for the first time. And he was like, wow. He was like, I didn't know how tall you were. He was like, you're tall and he was just like i you know i'm very sorry about all of your acl injuries um you know i'm so happy for you where every everything that you've endured and where you got to he was very nice to me and it was like water under the bridge i mean he had won between then and now i don't know how many more national championships he's not enough, bitter about enough. going there yeah enough. yeah so it was like and chris daly the his first assistant coach she wrote me many letters um when I was going through my injuries at SC, she wrote letters to SC, just like, we're so sorry about what's going on with you. Like, it's very nice, very professional and super nice.
1: He probably kicks himself every day for saying that stuff.
0: I don't know. But like, you know, Deladon had a similar thing. She went there and then ended up leaving. Um, Yeah. He had a lot of shit to say to her too. So it's like, I'm sure he's, he's had his fair share of like shit talking to so many different people.
1: Yeah. I read that and I was like, wow, there goes my respect for Gino.
0: Oh no, no. I mean, no, he's, he's in a different position now. Like he won, he won how many national champs? I think they won. It was when I was in college, it was when they were on their four in a row winning like national championship winning
1: it doesn't cost much to be nice let's
0: let's yeah i feel you man i mean (laughs) that guy he's
1: (laughs) that guy
0: yeah that guy's crazy all in all that guy's crazy
1: (laughs) dude's nuts all right let's get into some of that clothing you got overcome brand
0: yeah i wore this shirt
1: because it was the closest thing to matching anything that you have on your store
0: I can't the, the what I Dennis can't see that
1: shirt. It's a one of one.
0: Oh, you know what? I it's love it. Too. That's amazing. One of one. Oh no, I love that shirt. I would totally rock that. Where would you get it? Um
1: I think I got it on etsy etsy. How do you I don't know how to pronounce it? Oh etsy. Yeah, yeah. I think I got it off there for like 60 bucks, and it's like one of one.
0: Oh, wow. I'll send you a link if
1: I find more.
0: Yes, send me a link. Uh, I will do. But look (laughs) at you spending 60 bucks on a t-shirt.
1: I can't spoil myself?
0: No, you absolutely can. But like, good job.
1: I have like two shirts that cost that much. Humble brag. Humble brag. I'm just a broke college student and my parents buy (laughs)
0: everything. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like 60 bucks for a t-shirt. A lot of people aren't doing that. You know, it's like 25 bucks max for a t-shirt. I'm never going to spend a dime more than that. Anything me.
1: guy related, like shirt-wise, is gonna cost you thirty dollars.
0: Okay, then maybe thirty dollars is the price limit. But like, how much are your shirts? Twenty-five.
1: That's thirty with shipping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe even a little more with like whatever else is going on.
1: So I want to know what was your inspiration to start that brand?
0: Um. Well, obviously, it being the name Overcome Brand, um, I just. I always had kind of a passion for, um, fashion. And I think that that started when I went to school in LA and just everyone was so fashionable. And then that's when I got into loving sneakers and really following, you know, all the sneaker trends. Um, and then I had always kind of wanted to just start a clothing line because I had friends that I had met along the way that had clothing lines. And I thought it was just so cool how they had their own company, their own business. They were running everything and doing everything on their, by themselves. Um, so when I was playing overseas and I had my career, um, you know, in all the countries that I played at, I was like, what can I do? I want to do something. I want to I, I do something outside of playing basketball. I have all this time on my hands while I'm overseas. What can I do to utilize my time? So I was like, let's do it. It's, t- it's now the time to start my, a clothing line. Um, so I branded it the overcome brand because I think that it was very fitting. I wanted to be able to kind of like share my story through the merchandise, but also inspire and, you know, be able to give other people positive messages and things that they can relate to, because I feel like a lot of the things that I put out is very relatable in just like everyday life. Um, so yeah, that's ultimately why I wanted to start it was just having a platform where I could kind of just talk about things that I'm passionate about.
1: How long did it take you to think of Overcome? Because I'm terrible with coming up with names. Like, couldn't even think of a good name for this podcast. So literally, it is what it is. <laughs>
0: um, uh, it, it didn't take me that long. Like, I had started – when I had started the clothing line, I was just branding my name, JG, mm-hmm. my initials, um, and then the word perseverance, those were two of like my trigger. Well, my, my main trigger word was perseverance just because I felt like that's like, I persevered through a lot of adversity. Um, and then when I was like, okay, I, I don't want it. I don't want my line to be about me. I don't want it to just be JG like, okay, cool. That's cool for me to wear cool for some, you know, my family members to wear and stuff. But it's like, I want to make, make it, bigger than me because it is bigger than me so that's when i was like you know what i like the overcome brand i'm gonna go with that i do like like the
1: jg shirt though
0: i appreciate that yeah there's a lot of thought behind that like logo i mean it's right here too on your shoulders (laughs) yeah it is damn you do know me pretty well
1: and then you got the overcome on your knee i see i pay attention
0: yeah yeah tats are a big part of my life too
1: i have five humble brag humble brag
0: Nice. So it's five yeah. names,
1: and then I have a smiley face on my thigh with like X eyes, and his name's Kenny.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Why Kenny?
1: It was it just came to me one day. I'm like, I got to think of a name, and it just Kenny.
0: Boom! There it is. There it's a it good is. Name. It's solid.
1: So you're a shoe gal. Did your parents at all be like, "What do you need all these shoes for"?
0: Oh, are you kidding me? Because my-, my
1: parents are the same damn way. They don't get it. Yeah. They don't get it.
0: Oh no no no! Like. It's been an ongoing thing for my entire life. Luckily, I signed a contract with Adidas, so I get free shoes now. Um, So it's like I don't have to spend money on shoes. But before that, let me tell you, it was like the biggest fights that we have were all around my tattoos and my shoes.
1: Oh, they're not fans of tattoos?
0: No, not fans of tattoos. I mean, obviously, they have no choice, and they've accepted me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was hard there was like my mom cried for like a week when I got my sleeve on my arm oh. um yeah I know sad story she's but now they're like everyone I've had it for so long and everyone just kind of sees me as like this girl with the sleeve and they've just accepted it and they kind of like it now so, like, we didn't get like, to
1: say goodbye to that naked arm we did not get yeah, to say goodbye. Yeah.
0: but but then I'm like my other arm it's pretty Bear, so it's like they still have they can look at this arm but they don't want to look at my other arm
1: yeah my parents Fine. don't get the shoe thing like anytime i get any sort of like money i'm like oh i'm gonna buy shoes they're like woody you really needed those i'm like yeah because yeah. i needed a new outfit
0: yeah like that and like you like one shoe but like you want to get a different color in the same shoe like that drives them nuts
1: what's your dream shoe
0: my, well, my fate, I think my favorite sneaker of all time is the Wave Runner, the Yeezy 700, the Wave Runner. That's like, I, I just love that shoe. I think it's amazing. The I blue, also black, like the black and orange. Yes. And then I also like the Sean Witherspoon, that multicolored. Those are expensive for runner. no reason. Oh, man. Those are, those are probably my two tops, my two favorites.
1: So mine is, very hype beast of me it's the jordan one off offway jordan ones i, oh, I, I don't mean, know if i like the red or the blue ones better i can't tell
0: like it's a great answer those are i mean classics like amazing if true. i ever have
1: 1500 hours to blow hey you know where it's going
0: yeah you probably will one day your parents are gonna like look at you sideways <laughs> like, how could you how dare you
1: you don't even have a job <laughs> <Heck> no <laughs> I sold a kidney, okay? <laughs> really one of those shoes. But I, I really like how your clothes have like those motivational phrases. And like a lot of people hate like the cliche phrases, but they really are facts.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's it's true, like a lot of my a lot of things are cliche, but I feel like it's kind of like a tattoo when I think of something I want to put on a shirt, like I I want to do it right away or like same with my tats. Like if I think of something, I'm like, this is a part of who I am. It's going to be with me forever. Um, and a lot of it are like quotes or like cliche things or a lot of things that my dad has said to me growing up um, that I just like, they've stuck with me forever, you know? Um, so yeah, but it's just like, they have a true meaning. There's a deeper meaning to it. Maybe if you like, And if you actually like dissect the meeting and really go into it, it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, am I like this. This is me. You know,
1: what's the number one phrase that your dad has always like repeatedly said that you now really love hearing, I should say like, or
0: uh, yeah, like more so understand it. Like you live by uh, it. I should say. Yeah. He's, he's a spiritual guy. Um, I don't even know if religious, he's spiritual, but, uh, let go and let God. And if you think about it, if you act, I mean, I have that tattooed on me too. Um, And he would always, I mean, it's just like, I see him saying it, let go, let God, like he always said that to me and my sister. Um, And like, just actually thinking about the meaning and like growing up and just being like, okay, let's, let's actually let go and just let God handle it. You know, like it's, let it be what it's going to be. That's something he he always instilled in, in John and I. And then another word that he always said was, it was a basketball trigger word, um, automatic. And I had that on my forearm. Automatic was just like, your shot's automatic. Before you, money. Before you, yeah. But like he's, I mean, in the stands, I still hear him. Automatic <laughs> drag, automatic. And a lot of people around me in my life know automatic because they've always heard my dad say it millions of times.
1: That's awesome. So my dad's. I think the one thing my dad always says that stuck with me is like, you got to love yourself for you. Love anyone else. And like, anytime I say it, everyone's like, Oh yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah. I got it. It's cliche. Shut up. It's It's true. true. Yeah. Thank you. It's true.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: Sorry. I know what I'm worth. Final question, Jackie. Final question. Talk to me. Do you still want to go skydiving? Oh, and before you, before you answer wait. you know, you don't want to.
0: No. I, you know, it's so crazy. I had a dream the other night of skydiving and I woke up and I was just like, I talk about skydiving. Like I actually like could do it, but I, I, I literally just dreamt about it. And I was just like, no, like, I don't think that I would actually be able to jump really.
1: I was going to say, are, do you want to do this because everyone says, Well, the people that don't want to do it really should do it
0: Well, I mean, I've always said I wanted to do it like that is something that because my sister did it, and she like she has her experience on video and everything, and it's just like i I just don't think I could do it. I do not think that I could actually do it. Like, not that I don't want to do it. I do because I want to. I want to be able to do that. I am so scared of heights and just like, be, I would be so scared. I don't even know if I could handle it physically.
1: Oh, I could never do it. I like the ground too much. Yeah, it's a great. But place like, to be. I want.
0: But I want to do it. You know what I mean?
1: Not me. Couldn't relate.
0: Uh, yeah. That's so funny that you caught that because I'm like I just had I just talked to my mom about that because I'm like, dang I I had a dream about skydiving like I know I said I want to do it but there's no way I'd be able to do it.
1: Actually, I have one more quick question. Yeah, tell me. So who gave you the nickname? I feel
0: like this side note. I feel like I could talk to you all day. I'm sorry that I have to like cut it off soon, but I really do feel like I could talk to you all day. You're so funny.
1: Well, there goes my day. It's been made. I made another friend. Mom, mom, mommy, listening? I made a friend today. Today is today's Wednesday, March 10th. I made a friend. See, people like me, mom. <laughs> Who gave you the nickname the mayor in the wobble?
0: Oh, a solid question. Um, Coach T did. So when I was um cut by the Connecticut Sun and then picked up like 12 hours later by the Washington Mystics, um, Coach T had always we've always known each other and like um but like obviously I had never played for him and he knew of me in high school and stuff but he never knew me and when I got to the team and he saw me talking to everyone like every like so many different people in the gym I was talking to someone from this team from that team I was talking to the people that worked like cleaned the clean the floors like worked for or was talking to people that were whoever it was I was just like I had all these different people that I was cool with and like having conversations with and he was like do you know what I've learned about you he was like you like you need to run for mayor like he was like you know everyone everyone likes you like like you should literally run for mayor and I was just like I laughed and we were just joking around about it he was like no. And then like a couple of days later, he was like, Hey, mayor. And he like literally referred to me as the mayor. And then that he started, he told someone, someone told someone and then people all throughout the bubble were calling me the mayor. And That's I was, awesome. and then someone like, yeah. And then like a reporter eventually asked me, it was like, how'd you get your nickname, the mayor? And then it just became this thing. So yeah,
1: I thought it was funny, not saying it's funny that you got cut. I just found it funny. Like what happened when you got cut? Because it's like, you guys were in houses. So it's like, what do you go across the street?
0: Yeah. it was so awkward and so weird. Um, like literally I got cut and I was devastated crying in my room. And then it was like 12 hours. Like my agent was like, don't leave yet. Like don't pack your stuff yet because another team might pick you up. So it was like no more than 12 hours later. Um, like Coach T calls me from the Washington Mystics and he was like, we want to sign you for the, like, we want to sign you to a seven day contract versus a seven day contract. Um And then like five days after my seven day contract, he was like, well, we decided we want to sign you for the rest of the season. So it was like, so awesome. And um he, it, like it was just crazy because I had all this Connecticut sun gear and then like the, uh, ops person knocks on my door for Washington he's like Here, here's all your gear like all your jerseys and uniforms and sweats and t-shirts and I'm just like okay like like let me scoop my Connecticut or my Connecticut gear over and I'm just like plopping down this pile of Washington gear but it was so funny because like if you go to my room I was just like I had two teams of stuff just scattered everywhere So I ended up getting hella gear. And I'm just like, at this point, let me just sign a bunch of different seven-day contracts with different teams just for the year.
1: I just literally pictured, because you guys were in houses, I literally just pictured, like, leaving the house with your bags, just going, "Ah, time to start a new life. And then you just go across the street.
0: No, totally. It was just like, um, because it was like, you know, let me learn the system of, like, let me, I have to learn all these new plays for Washington. So it's like, forget about everything that I was taught to do in, in Connecticut like but that's what, as a professional that's what you have to be cap- capable of doing things like that and learning a system fast and being able to just like pick up and just go with it so luckily I had you know I had been around for so long I'd, be, I'd been playing for so long it's easy for me to pick up a system mm-hmm. um, so just like going over the place for a couple of days and that's that it's it sticks with you.
1: Well, Jackie, I don't want to keep you any longer. So I just want to say thank you so much for finally doing this with me. It means a lot. I made a friend today.
0: Who yeah, doesn't like making I a friend? A friend too. No, you're great. I, I appreciate you. And thanks for having me. And thanks for um, working with me being late because of my nail appointment. 100%.
1: What was I going to say? All uh, right, you know what? I don't really want to do this anymore.
0: Yeah, you could have just been like, you're a bitch. Like, my time is valuable. Bye.
1: <laughs> nah, I'm trying to, trying to make a career out of this. So, you <laughs> have to. Oh,
0: okay. Well, in that case, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, again, thank you, Jackie. It means a lot.
0: Yes, it, it was fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was nice meeting you. Toodles. Yeah, I woke up in the morning, I looked over yeah, at my clock and realized I'm running late for my class. Had to hop out of bed, turn my swagger on the stair, but I forgot to pay the bill for the contest. So I was on
1: DraftKings, betting money on the Queens. Know the L18, the sports Bar's glass. And I'm on the
0: trip king, putting on for the scene. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. Yeah. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast. It's Cub with the Women's Sports Podcast.
1: Yeah. It's cub with the women's sports. Hold up, you gotta wake up, you gotta wake up. Go ahead and shake up, gotta wake up. Go get your kick up, you gotta wake up, gotta wake up. Go get your kick up, you gotta shake up, gotta wake up. Go get your kick up, you gotta shake up. Go to class with it, go
0: to class with it.
1: Broadcasting it, broadcasting it. Broadcasting it. You know it's cub with the women's podcasting it. You know it's cub with the women's sports podcast.